All right, folks, welcome. Yes, Jimi Hendrix. We're bringing him back from the past. We're going to say the dead, but it sounds so depressing. But Jimi Hendrix is one of the great, uh, the greatest <laughs> blues people of all time, uh, I think, and changed the nature of the blues. And the other day I got an email from uh, people who I really love a lot in this town, Navasha Dea and Fanon Hill. And Navasha, something's come up at the, at the Creative Alliance on December 16th, Saturday night at 8 o'clock. It's Navasha Dea presents a soulful rock and roll tribute to Jimi Hendrix with special guests. So she's in the studio. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? With some of the special guests. Fanon Hill is in the house. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll with him Matt Chase, who is the hey. MD for Jazz's first James Brown uh, dance party. And this night as well, right? Yes. yes. Yes, sir. Coming up. And also old friend Lafayette Gilchrist in the house. Right now, <laughs> Baltimore born and bred, great jazz musician, uh, and yeah. uh, they're all participating in this piece. So, welcome, good to have you all here. Thank you, Thank you for having here. us. Glad so, Navasha, start us off. What's happening? So, um, this tribute um, is attributed to a vision that my beloved had for Nine Hill in regards to honoring Jimi Hendrix. This is his 75th year, he would have been 75 November 27th, and this is the 50th anniversary of his first two albums. Um, are you experiencing access, um, access bold as love? And so, um, so we really want to honor him. And so, Fanon, can you speak a little bit by why you came to me and said, hey, Navasha? Sure, sure, sure. Just, you know, acknowledging the greatness of Jimi Hendrix. And, you know, Navasha and I, in terms of the work, obviously, we do in the community. We have a, uh, a program, uh, Baltimore Guitarist Against Violence, and working with Abu the Flute Maker, we actually introduce uh, guitar music to young people throughout Baltimore City. So they make guitars. We study study icons such as Curtis Mayfield and talk about what it was like for Curtis Mayfield growing up in public housing and talk about public housing in Baltimore with the young people. And, you know, Navasha and I realize that this is a critical moment locally, nationally, and internationally, and it requires courage. And Jimi Hendrix was an, an amazingly courageous man as a musician in terms of breaking the rules, um, utilizing certain techniques that people had never even seen or thought about, uh, people wanting to understand his music, the theory of his music, is something that people engage in to this day. But we wanted to celebrate his courage as a musician, and we wanted to have a funky, soulful, good time doing it. <laughs> and so we knew, we knew there were key people in Baltimore City who travel the world, um, who need to get their due and be recognized, who could pull this off with class and soul. And so here we are today. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes and um, so, you know, when we, when Fanon brought it to me and we discussed it, then I said, okay. So let me, let me hear some of the songs that you would like heard. So I listened to him, and I put a list together, and then we met with my um, my brother from another mother, Matthew Chase. Matty Matt. Who is the MD for the show, obviously. He's my, you know, playing with me since 2010. By MD, we mean music director. Music director, right. thank Just you. Just being clear. Right. Not, MD. <laughs> could be Mad Dog. You know, we're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So music, <laughs> musical director. Musical director. Medical doctor. Medical doctor of the show. Medical doctor. That's true. That's right. Healing. Music. Sorry. <laughs> music. I like that. I like that. <laughs> and so um, so he's, you know, um, he'll talk more about his journey with Jimi Hendrix, but um, 
he um because <laughs> um, even in spirit it's still a journey you know, i learned from people yeah, from definitely. a distance all the time but um we brought him in and then we talked about it and then we met up and i got to get the songs that he definitely had to have on the show mm-hmm. and then once then i talked to some of the special guests that we were thinking about and got songs from them and um and then i just sat up all night just going through all the songs that everyone recommended looking at the times, you know, the um, the order of the song, what felt good, and just kind of put together the list and the order. And then um, and then talking to Matt in regards to the, you know, what to cut, what times to cut, you know, because his songs get quite long and the thing. We want to get through a lot of good music. And so then we reached out to some more special guests, surprise guests, to, um, to add to the um, lineup. And we're just, you know, working on the music and just to present him. I mean, it's important. I mean, for me as a vocalist, I know, it's, you know, people say, huh, this vocalist is presenting. But to me, first of all, I always want to play to play guitar like him and like everyone. It's like in my ears, like, I've always, even in my journey, it's like so interesting that I never even attempted to do that in my life. But I always have, you know. So for me, his story, his life, and then the um, how authentic he was in his writing is really, really um, a crucible. It's, it's not crucible. It's very important in his time to acknowledge him because what he offered to the world and his music is not honored properly, in my opinion, in the industry. Um, we honor the Beach Boys, we honor the Beatles, but people don't talk about him. I remember um, there was an article to Eric Clapton. They asked Eric Clapton questions at different time periods. They said, um, you know, Eric Clapton said that when he heard um, Jimi Hendrix, he wanted to stop playing. Then I remember another time he said, um, someone asked, how does it feel to be the best guitarist in the world? And Jimmy had transitioned by then. He said, I don't know, ask Prince. So I really appreciate Eric Clapton and other artists who acknowledge the roots. But Jimi Hendrix is so influential. And I feel almost like just as people get excited about the Beatles, they should get just as excited, if not more excited, by Jimi Hendrix because he influenced everybody in that time. He, inf- he brought um, new ways of seeing music, new ways of expressing himself. And he was very, like... Very free. I mean, he's a Sagittarius. And it was very important to me that the show, I reached out to Creative Alliance to, um, for this show, and um, they loved the you know the idea and everything. And it was very important for me. To, I wanted to have it on um, the actual anniversary of Boda's Love or his birthday, but it didn't work out. So I, I still wanted to have it in the Sagittarius time period, the show, to honor that freedom because Sagittarius re- represents freedom. And um, I don't know. I mean, it just it, to me, when you do tributes, it actually expands your ability as an artist and your ears. So I've been expanded by his music. And it's just so funky. Like, it's just, it's beyond his rock and roll and blues and any of that. It's like, it's just good music. The arrangements, the, the word, his writing, his lyrics are really deep and poetic. Um, and it's like, like a Gil Scott Heron or Curtis Mayfield. Right. Like, he, and I hear all these other songs that have come out later that you can hear in his songs that you can see that people have been influenced by. So, so let me bring these other guys in here who are part of this, this show. Mm-hmm. That's so Matt, that's good to have you in the studio. So talk a bit about what what you, your role at night and what, and what you're doing and, and, and your relationship to Jimmy. Okay. Um, well, I've been playing with Navasha since 2010 and doing guitar duets with her and full bands and trios and traveling around the country doing mm-hmm. music, and it's been a blessing. And when she... She knows I've always been a, a huge Hendrix fan. Hendrix is actually the reason why I play guitar. When I heard it as a kid, him play as a kid, uh, I heard the Ultimate Experience record. My cousin played it for me. I was like, I need to buy a guitar like now. <laughs> <laughs> and I wore that that CD out, CDs, yeah, back in the day. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, we can get into more of my opinion on on his whole being and spirit. But as far as the night goes. I'm working with Fanon and Navasha to curate like an amazing set where we're really tracing his whole career from when he was a sideman studio guy to when he was just putting his rock record out to like the later years in Band of Gypsies when he was really doing what he wanted to do. 
um, really a little taste of everything from the the pop tune to the sonic boom, you know, and, and everything mm -hmm. in between. So I'm, I'm very excited about it. And uh, Jimmy, I mean, there's there's not a lot you can say that uh, hasn't been said already. Like he revolutionized the instrument. I mean, besides just being a, a lyricist, a songwriter, an icon in the 60s, like nobody plays guitar on the planet these days without being influenced, whether they know it or not, by Jimi Hendrix. Uh, he changed electric guitar for good, for the better, for everyone. And, uh, you know, I, when I was younger, I had a lot of friends that were huge Stevie Ray fans, and I've always been the, the Hendrix guy in the crew. And, I, hey, I love Stevie <laughs> Ray. Like, he's, he's the dude. And they're like, he's the best ever. I'm like, yeah, he does blues. That's cool. And they're like, well, Jimmy was a blues player. I'm like, not really. Like, if you listen to Jimmy's catalog, he stepped out of those three chords pretty quickly. That's right. And started doing modulations, started reharmonizing things, doing jazz theory. I mean, who knows what music would have held for him if he would have continued. Uh, I've heard some crazy rumors about him and projects that never came to be. I'm not going to spread anything. <laughs> um, but the thing about Jimmy um, that I love the most is, is just like the essence of what he brought as just a, a spirit to music, you know, and... and it goes with like how he used feedback and he manipulated the actual electricity through his whammy bar and, and the pr proximity to his amplifier and the stage and how he had to have the frequencies in a certain way and the pedals that were custom to him. Um, and he, you know, there's some of it captured in the recordings, but you really have to listen to some of the live stuff to get the idea mm -hmm. of, you know, the way he transcended the instrument to a level that, I mean, someone like Eric Clapton, like one of the greatest ever, hears him and is like, that's not guitar. That is like an angel delivered into our midst, channeling a greater power. And, uh, you know, I, for me, like, yeah, I, I love Jimmy and I, I do tributes like we talked about. I do a Jazz is Fish tribute and a, a, the James Brown Dance Party. James Brown Dance Party is pretty much like a close to James Brown recreation as you're going to get. I mean, we don't try to you know have james brown impersonators front the band mm -hmm. um we like people to kind of maintain their own individuality within the music but we do hire like a lot of alumni for james brown i'm just going on a tangent real quick but i'll, I'll come back um but that's pretty close to like you know his his show and jazz is fish we do jazz funk arrangements of the band fish with like high caliber grammy winning jazz players from all over the, the planet um for Jimi Hendrix and in all of these different tributes I try to always maintain my own uh, sound and my own personality like I love Jimi Hendrix from from the start of my my becoming a musician but I didn't strive to learn everything from him like I learned some solos I learned a couple things um, but I, I didn't want to ever become another player because I felt like my goal as a musician is to come up with my own sound find my inner line become actualized in music here the whole spectrum of notes and harmony and not necessarily hear it through someone else's lens like use all of my influences to kind of come and find myself within it so yeah we're doing Jimi Hendrix I'm playing a Telecaster you know I'm not even using a Strat like I'm going to maintain myself within it um, yeah I'm going to do some of the memorable solos like pretty close I might add a spin to it and I'm, I'm definitely going to try to evoke some of that that amazing feedback and sonic boom as I mentioned yeah. earlier um, 
but you know, pairing with an amazing vocalist with Navasha, like we're gonna do our own thing. We're gonna pay homage to the man, um, but it's gonna be an original night of music and, and through the lens of Jimmy. And Lafayette, you were brought into this as well, right? Talk a bit about your relationship to this music and this man and what you're gonna do. I mean, outside of being a fan and uh, just hearing uh, Fanon and Navasha and Matt, you know, it, it's it's wild, man, because when you're hitting on all of those cylinders like that, and you're a virtuoso musician, but you're also like a master songwriter, you're also a master interpreter of other people's songs. I remember when I first heard All Along the Watchtower for the longest time, I didn't know that was a Bob Dylan song. <laughs> and even after I learned it was his song, yeah, there's no I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, I just say that to, you know, to say like he was so completely original. And when I first became aware of of, of Jimi Hendrix's uh, music, I was. Uh, I think I was about 16 or 17. And in my consciousness as a young person, it was always something on the fringes. It was not something that my parents listened to. Mm-hmm. In fact, I remember specifically asking my mother once, she said, Mom, did y'all, did y'all check out like Jimi Hendrix and stuff? You know, I heard like Smokey Robinson and the Miracles and Marvin Gaye and stuff, but what about Jimi Hendrix? And she said, no, 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 no. And, and so I didn't grow up with that. I had to seek that out. Uh, and once I was able to seek that out, then, you know, then became more in touch with what, what, that, what, what that is. And, and again, when you're hitting on all of those cylinders, you're like a father to so many mm-hmm. different uh, streams. I mean, we're, we're all like his children in a sense, musically and aesthetically. And it's interesting because what you're raising what Navasha raised earlier is, I mean, that I don't think people who think about Jimi Hendrix think about him in that way, right? Mm-hmm. They think about mm-hmm. Jimi Hendrix and this incredible guitar virtuoso and what he did with the guitar and what he did with the stars, with, with, with the national anthem, what he did with any number of pieces all on the watchtower that you just, you yeah. know. But that they we don't think about Jimi Hendrix in terms of the influence the pervasiveness of his influence on music even today. Yeah, regardless of your your instrument, similar to like Mm -hmm. Charlie Parker, man. Mm -hmm. Regardless of your instrument, everybody played a little different Mm -hmm. after that. You had to. You know, he was one of the guys that forced uh, uh, Miles Davis. You know, he Mm -hmm. was, uh, he is Jimi Hendrix, Sly Stone, and James Brown. Mm -hmm that I think had probably had the biggest impact on Miles and, and making him mm-hmm. make that turn mm-hmm. to say, uh, wait a minute, I gotta, I gotta, music has changed, you know, mm-hmm. as a result of, uh, of, of uh, these, these uh, three people's presence. And Jimi Hendrix, you know, my personal connection to him is uh, through my big brother, uh, uh, Vernon Reed. Uh, Vernon's the lead guitarist for Living Color. I met Vernon in the summer of '99. He was the one. He was the first guy to promote my my music and 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 
make sure people knew who I was and it was important and stuff. And he's always been like a big brother. And so I was always in on the sessions. He planned, uh, he, he worked with uh, uh, Hubert Sumlin. Uh, if you don't know that name, uh, look up uh, Muddy Waters, Howlin' Wolf. And Hubert Sumlin was a huge influence on Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was Jimi Hendrix's guy. And so um, Vernon produced the last uh, sessions with Hubert Sumlin. And I got to, you know, hear some of the early sides. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was incredible, incredible. But just that, that whole line of, of, um, of, like, deep blues, you know. He also reminds us too that you know blues didn't start out as 12 bars blues is other things too mm-hmm. you know because when you go back and you listen to robert johnson and the early sun houses that stuff is not 12 bar blues see that's something else so that tell and he reminds us just mm-hmm. through his his sonic imprint and his forms the forms of his songs that 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 blues is more than twelve bars, <laughs> you know. It's more than twelve bars. <laughs> I mean, to me, it's amazing to uh, listen to you all kind of talk a bit about Jimi Hendrix and what he was. Um, this is really important because we don't we 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 think of um, we don't think about the roots of the music today coming from people like Jimi Hendrix and others, right? Mm-hmm. It's just not something that's really discussed or put out there. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's really a, kind of an important piece to this for me. Yeah, and for me, you know, Mark, you hit it right on the head. Phenom because um, my introduction to Jimi Hendrix was listening to Hendrix, listening to Hendrix without even knowing it was Hendrix. So here's the deal. I'm in East Cleveland, Ohio, and there's this shack known as WJMO that would play some of the AM radio stations, some of the best early R&B music you've ever heard. And so I'm listening to this artist named Don Covey, and I'm listening to the guitarist playing with Don Covey, and I'm like, man, listen to those licks and those slurs. Man, this is amazing. Then I'm listening to the Osley Brothers, because my mother's from Cincinnati, Mm -hmm. and she used to always talk to me about how Hendrix spent some time in Cincinnati, and she would actually see him at Ron and Kelly's home when they lived in Cincinnati before they moved to uh, Jersey. And... I recall listening to Testify by the Isley Brothers, and once again, I'm hearing this guitarist. And I'm saying, man, who is, is that Pat here? Is that who, who is that on that guitar? <laughs> and uh, is it Ike, Ike Turner? And years later, I discovered it was Jimi Hendrix. And I became, you know, very angry because no one had shared with me about Hendrix's uh, uh, journey playing with some of the R&B greats who we know to this day. And his impact. So the Isley brothers tell a story about when their guitars broke or, or left the band, quit. They heard about this young guitarist in uh, in New York. Mm-hmm. So they go to New York and they ask for this, you know, uh, guitarist, Jimi Hendrix, and they finally ca- track him down. And they say, hey, you know, where the Isley brothers, Hendrix says, yeah, I know who you all are. Yeah, I love Testify. And not Testify, <laughs> but um, Twist and Shout. Twist and Shout, right. And uh, so they say, yeah, well, you know, we'd like to hear you play. And he says, well, you know, I don't have a guitar. And so he had pawned his guitar, so they get his guitar, so he has the guitar. So they say, okay, we're waiting. I don't have any strings. 
So, <laughs> by that time, as the story goes, they're thinking to themselves, man, who is this cat? I mean, we came all the way down and done every guitar. God, don't have have strings. <laughs> you know, so he puts the strings on, and then he flips the guitar upside down. And they're all looking at him like, oh, man, let's just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he starts playing, and they said, we got our guitars. And, you know, another story goes that when the Beatles played on the Sullivan show, uh, everyone was saying, oh, my goodness, music has changed in terms of what the Beatles brought uh, to America. But uh, Kelly Osley said, well, the Beatles may have two guitars, but we got Jimmy. <laughs> and that kind of speaks to the influence Jimmy had in early R&B and the importance of individuals understanding uh, his legacy within R&B. Um, you know, within blues, within rock. He was just so versatile. And Avash and I are thrilled because, you know, you got Matt, Matty Matt, uh, the MD who, you know, can play James Brown one minute, you know, can play Jimi Hendrix the next, Aerosmith, blues. He can play just about anything okay. in his own style. Jazz, I mean, solo on one of Navasha's songs, Sweet Kiss is just amazing. Mm -hmm. Matty Matt right. solo. That's you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and then you got Lafayette Gilcrest. Yes. <laughs> right, Lafayette Gilcrest. Who, who does him? He could be playing, you know, straight ahead jazz the way everyone else is playing it now, but he says, no, I'm going to play it the way it needs to be played. And he pushes other artists and listeners to, you know, expand uh, uh, themselves and, and grow um, and take that journey with them. So we're just thrilled about mm -hmm. this show and what folk are going to be, uh, uh, what, what, what they're going to receive and the reciprocity. And it's all ages. So we want children, families to bring their children so oh, they can cool. be properly introduced to the music of Hendrix and these amazing artists who take residency in Baltimore City, you know, when they're not traveling the nation or the world. You know, what you were just saying, I, earlier before you all came in, I, I was looking up this old article from Rolling Stone about Jimi Hendrix. And you talk about what he did. So I'm going to throw this list out real fast. It just blew my mind. I, and that's so why I had listened to all this stuff last night after I got home from my dinner to um, just think through some of this, and we'll be hearing some of this. The Ozzy Brothers and Testify, um, Don Covey and the Good Timers. That's it, Mercy, Mercy. Mercy, Mercy, right? Little Richard, I don't know what you've got, but it's got me. He was a guitarist on that. He was a guitarist on Buddy and Stacy's Shotgun. 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 Right? On that, Frank Howard and the Commanders, I'm sorry for you. I mean, I can go on and on, you know. Curtis Knight, Hornet's Nest. It's just, it's... The Jimi Hendrix before Jimi Hendrix. Yes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's mind-blowing. It's what you were kind of it was putting out right. there, right? Lafayette again. But, you know, speaking to that, I mean, you know... I mean, what what is it somebody said? Great men make history, but only so much as history allowed them to make, you know? I mean, that, that tightness comes from that chitlin circuit. Yeah. You know, that that's that's that was... That I mean, that that was where he paid his dues. That's that was where he honed his craft. Mm -hmm. and that that was where he was rooted, and that was where he was nurtured. You know, yeah. I'm sure some I'm sure in school. You know, I think we forget sometimes. We think people fell out of a cloud, special, right, or something. People are the product right. of other people, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. collectively. Right, you know, there's no geniuses absent the genius of the community that produce the genius. Mm -hmm. Exactly, well the genius is a reflection and of the community's potential. But I think, in the same breath, it shows how unique he was because everyone else that came out of that circuit, or most of the people, went 
to the similar kind of roots or played R&B or soul music. And this is a guy who didn't look like those people, didn't mm -hmm. dress like them, mm -hmm. went to London, mm -hmm. got a whole new look and revolutionized rock and roll. Like out of that circuit, he's the only one, you know what I mean? Like who did that really? So that, mm -hmm. that shows like he, you're 100% agree with you. He had some of the most brilliant people influencing him and bringing him up. Mm -hmm. And his own genius took that influence and went, completely in a different place mm -hmm. and just transcended a whole new mm -hmm. thing. <laughs> and I think that, you know, with that as an artist that it is moving in a boundless way of, of, of titles, of um, genres, a person that's, um, you know, an artist that sings different genres, in the industry it's very interesting because the industry will dictate that I should just stay with jazz or my uncle say, you should do a blues album or someone, you know, people dictating what I should do. But if you allow people just to be free, and be themselves, then people will pr produce what you see with Jimi Hendrix or you see with the Whalers, and so um, or different people like Curtis may feel like you'll just see what they have in the industry these days will dictate me and the age group I am. Say do Leila Hathaway kind of music, you'll make it that way. That's what I get told, you know. So the fact that um, Jimmy was boundless and he was free and he just expressed himself and then was birthed this music really should speak to the fact that if we just in the industry, you know, just the um, the limits that the industry today put on artists can stop us from seeing new styles of music and new and birthing new brilliant things that could affect us through music. And so, as an artist, it's very important to me because I feel like I'm a free artist. I'm free at this, you know, in my in my journey, and I can do whatever I need to do and whatever I want to do. And so, doing this tribute is my way of honoring someone else who was free, and just you know, and riding that wave of his energy and his ashe and his gifts for my own, you know, for in my journey as well to add that to another person that is assisting me in my musical journey as well by singing his music. So, uh, this is, it just blows my mind the, the more I think about the depth of this. Um, um, you know, and it was also, you, we were talking about the, the, the pieces that fit into Jimmy um, and what he did with blues also had to do with, now I'm listening to Family Friendly Evening, but also had to do with psychedelics. Mm -hmm. That was a big part of his life. Mm -hmm. Right, and had a lot to do with his music and what he discovered on those journeys mm -hmm. and what he put into his music. I mean, that was a big piece of, you know, we talk about psychedelic rock and roll that happened. So he was marrying that in the blues and created a whole new piece of music that never existed before. Mm -hmm. Right? And, and you're absolutely right. And, you know, Navasha and I often talk about uh, what's been written about Hendrix's childhood and him having a traumatic childhood. I mean, mm -hmm. brothers being in foster care. And we take that into consideration as we do the type of work that we do. And music allows you to to escape in many mm -hmm. ways. And so when I listen to like a castle's made of sand and the lyrics, uh, you know, Hendrix saying, reminding the world, you know, don't take today for granted or tomorrow because this could be your last day. And if it is your last day, how do you want to express yourself? How would you express yourself? Mm -hmm. So when I listen to Hendrix play, regardless of the song, he's playing almost every song as if, or just about every song as if, this is just my opinion, it's his last day. You know, that passion, that conviction, that joy, that, 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 that vulnerability, you know, all of that at yeah. once is in the music. And so um, on the day of the concert, once again, you know, we're inviting families to bring young people. And we're going to have young people there from our Baltimore Guitars Against Violence program. We're asking people, hey, if you can't make it, consider purchasing a ticket so we can bring another young person uh, from the Baltimore Guitars Against Violence program. Because right now, there are countless Jimi Hendrix in Baltimore who have never been introduced to a guitar. 
Um, they're countless Matt Chases, they're countless Lafayette Gilcrest, they're young people who need to express themselves, who have that genius and are waiting to break those rules courageously so they can take music to the next level. So let me, before we conclude, I want to kind of, what each one of you are going to do that night? What are you going to, what are you going to bring <laughs> to the table? Can you tell? What you do you mean, like artistically? No, wait, no, we'll find that out when we get there. Okay, cool. But what, what songs are you going to do? What are, what are you going to do? What, what, what Hendrix are you bringing to light? Oh, through your, that, that we're night. trying to keep it somewhat of a secret. Yeah, you but... have that list. I'll put it this way: it'll be twenty. Is it twenty-three songs? Twenty-four? I think we just two of them. Okay, so maybe twenty <laughs> songs. So what will you be, give? Us one you're going to be doing. Um, we'll be doing um, Little Wing. Um, we're doing six. If six were nine. Yeah. yeah. Castles made of sand. Um, Voodoo Child, which is different than Voodoo Child. Um, let me see. Purple Haze, you have to do that. Um, Testify. Testify. You know, we're going to go through his journey, and um, a lot of the songs people know, a lot of, I mean, they, I mean, his songs, it's, it's, it's actually a lot of songs. Like, I had to, I was like, ooh, that's, no, I'm not going to do that. Ooh, that's, ooh, okay, we'll do it next. It's just so many juicy songs that it's really, <laughs> it was really difficult. I just try to pay attention to what people want to do. And then we have, like, Katrina Ford and I are going to do a duet. Um, you have Kelly Bell on the list. You have, um, you have Lafayette, I already said that. And you have some other people that we're bringing. Jonathan Gilmore, who sings support vocals for oh, me, will be singing. He's going to do, so, he's gonna do a Hendrix mm -hmm, piece. Mm -hmm. and, and what are you going to do with Lafayette? Can you tell us something you're going to do? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to do Voodoo Child. Voodoo Child. Yes, give sir. Me, give, me, give yeah, the stank on it. Want. Yes. Put the stank on it. Hey, what about you, Matt? Uh, I'm... What am I playing on? Yeah. I'm playing on everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> playing on everything, playing on everything. everything. And All it was right. very important to me to bring everybody, bring this this group together um, for Baltimore. You know, like just to show, I mean, because in the future we've been already asked to do this show in other cities. I talked to different promoters and casually mentioned I'm doing this. That would do well here. We want you to come here. So it's something that will travel. But for me, for this first show specifically, just kind of sticking with people who we know who are doing the work, who have to do great music, to bring us together. Because you've never seen me and Katrina on the same stage before. That's going to be... Know, you know, you've seen me in Lafayette, but just bringing him in with Hendrix. Like, that's, you know, pretty unique. Even me just singing Hendrix. People have never seen that before. And so just kind of bringing a unique experience and, and moving past the boundaries and limitations that people put on us, even, as individual artists on this show, to, you know, that limit us in seeing us singing and performing and honoring Jimi Hendrix. So it'll be Saturday night... December the 16th. The 16th. Creative Alliance. Mm -hmm. uh, tickets are $25, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. $22 if you're a member of Creative Alliance. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Doors at 7.30. Show starts at 8 p.m. And we'll have an intermission, too. And you can get tickets by going, where's the ticket information here? How can we tell you to get CreativeAlliance.org. That's it. CreativeAlliance.org. Mm -hmm. Get your tickets. Uh, and if you're smart, I don't want to tell people that because they'll take my parking space. But you can get a parking space if you go act early, at right across the road. <laughs> there's like 12 spots, so get your spot now. I'm getting, my, I got mine already. <laughs> and uh, join us. It's gonna be a wild night. It's gonna be really good music, man. So this, this is gonna be good. I want to thank uh, Navashade and Fanon Hill, obviously, for their creative energies in this town and what they bring to us and creating something brand new here again. Good to meet Matt Chase, who's been guitarist with Navasha for forever, and his own work as uh, music director with uh, Jazz is Fish and James Brown Dance Party and Lafayette Gilchrist, who has a new album out. New Urban World Blues. And it's, it came in, so we'll be doing another show with Lafayette about that. So good to have you all in the studio. Thank, Thank you, you so much, much, Mark, for having us. Let's go out with more Jimmy. Thanks for listening to our podcast. 
This program was produced and edited by Calvin Perry with assistance from our intern, Nora Belbidia. You can download the podcast and more at steinershow.org and on iTunes or on your favorite podcasting app. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for The Mark Steiner Show. And please let us know what you think. Write me at marksteinershow.org. We'll be back in a couple more days with a brand new podcast.